0: Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka 5-Minute Major, and welcome to HV Pucks Overtime. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. What separates me from the mainstream is that you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is 100% free and available on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. HVPucks Overtime is sponsored by Atlas Admissions, an admissions consulting firm that specializes in working with motivated and passionate individuals who seek admission to undergraduate, medical school, and graduate programs. Whether you're in high school or ready to apply to graduate school, Atlas can help you to develop and optimize your application for admission through preparation for standardized testing, interviewing, and personal statement writing. Atlas Admissions consultants have a proven track record of helping their clients obtain admission to top institutions across the country. Visit them today at www.atlasadmissions.com, call them at area code 617-712-2261, or email them at info at atlasadmissions.com for a free consultation and to find out how they can help you achieve your personal and professional goals. And by now... You know that one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. I recently chatted with Dennis Dufresne. Uh, Dennis is the head coach of the and Prep Rams. Uh, he's been in place there uh, for four years now. Uh, they are part of the CHSHL AA division. Uh, he has a tremendous perspective uh, on the game, and uh, I really did enjoy talking with him. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Dennis Dufresne. Uh, Dennis is uh, the head coach of the Fordham Prep Rams. Uh, This is his fourth year as bench boss uh, with that program, and he's taken some time out of his busy schedule. I believe he's got practice coming up. So, Dennis, thank you so much for taking the time out. How's it going today?
1: Everything's great, Trav. I really appreciate you having me on, and you're right, In about thirty minutes
0: I gotta head in and, and run a practice as we get ready for the for the season. All right. So well let's get right to it. Can you please can you please share your hockey resume with the listeners?
1: Uh, sure. So I was uh, I was born in just outside of Montreal, Quebec. Nice. I grew up in, in Montreal into my early teens, played my youth hockey there. When we weren't playing youth hockey, we were playing street hockey. Uh, when we were playing street hockey, we were playing soccer. We were doing something outdoors. I moved to the States as a young teen, uh, played some hockey upstate before I went over to Finland, played hockey in Finland for a year before coming back to the States to pursue my college degree and then my law degree, and then kind of segued into coaching when the time was right, and I've been coaching for over 15 years now. I've coached everywhere from, you know, mini-mites to mid team and helped out at the junior level a few times when needed. And then a few years ago, I was very fortunate to be offered the opportunity to uh, run the program for Fordham Prep and, and coach the varsity team, which has been uh, just a real great experience uh, for reasons, you know, we talk about it's a phenomenal school and, and coaching this program is, Uh, an honor, to say the least.
0: So it sounds like the Rams are definitely in very capable and experienced hands. Um, Can you describe Fordham Prep hockey in five words or less?
1: Yes. I would say academic, faith, supported, competitive, and respected.
0: Okay. I like all those adjectives. What excites you the most about this club, Coach?
1: So it's only my fourth year. I don't have a ton of uh, high school experience to draw on, but there's a real good vibe this year with this team. I feel like it's a very committed group of uh, group of young men. I feel like they're mature. Uh, our practices have been up-tempo, so I'm excited about the speed that we're showing in practices. Hopefully that Parlays into into games, and I'm probably most excited about the fact that I think we have the deepest bench that I've had yet as a coach. Uh, we've got a lot of a lot of kids who can play the game and bring bring different things to the game.
0: That sounds very exciting. Can you talk about yeah. any any surprises this season? Anybody that maybe has stepped up from uh, the JV program, let's say, or anybody who maybe you know came back uh, after summer break and either grew up or Got bigger or just improved on their skill set?
1: Uh, so I can. There, there's not really any surprises. You're, you're always you're always interested to see how how kids grow both physically and 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 mentally over a period of time when you don't see them. So that's always great to see. But from a from a player personnel standpoint, not really any surprises uh, for us this year. We lost our goaltender um, who was. You know the presumed starter um, decided to go off to prep school. We're really thrilled for him. Right. He's up at Hotchkiss. and oh, nice. and I think uh, and I think he's gonna you know he's gonna serve well for them because he's a he's a great kid from a great family, and he's a really really talented goalie. So from that standpoint, you know we were happy to see that we have that we do have some talent in uh, in the school from a goaltending standpoint. We're going to be fielding a freshman goalie this year. But i'll put I'll put him up against, and against he's been fantastic for us so far this year.
0: Oh, great. great. You know I, I have a thing for netminders too, so I'm definitely gonna have to pay attention when uh, when I see you guys in action. Um, are, who are the players to watch on your squad, coach?
1: So there's a couple ways to answer that that question. we're're we're, I, I mean it when I say we're really blessed with a deep bench where, There's a lot of different players that can roll out there in different circumstances, so uh, it's not. It literally, if I was going to list out players to watch and players, I'd list ten or twelve kids. I got you. But but I but I would say that you know there's one of one of my players, uh, Daniel Hesslin, who he's going to be a three-year varsity player. I'm expecting um, big things out of him from a leadership standpoint. Okay. On and off the ice. Right. I think he's I think he's one of the one of the half dozen kids on my team that, through his effort, uh, can really lift everyone up and change the way we play the game. So I'm excited to see to see how he handles uh, how he handles it because he's a terrific player.
0: That's good. I, I love that's the kind of stuff I love to hear. Hey, coach, I know like the standard answer is you know when it comes to the biggest game of the season, it's always the next one. But are there any games that you circle on the calendar? You know, within the CHSHL you know, that you're looking forward to, to playing?
1: Uh, yeah, there are. So I, I circle games on the calendar for two reasons. One, it's either a big game from a Catholic Catholic League standpoint, or two, I know it's going to be a big game in the heads of my players, so I want to make sure our heads are in the right place. Okay. So for us, everyone circles the games against Iona Prep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, have a, we have a phenomenal tradition with them. Some years we win, some years they win. It kind of is what it is. But it's great for the students to play against each other, for sure. student bodies to see it. So that's fantastic. I also personally really enjoy playing against Chaminade. Yep. Uh, over my, over my, my like three years so far, now my fourth, I've developed a tremendous amount of respect for their program. I think Ed Smith runs a great program there. Their kids work hard. They're at a high compete level, but they're great sports and, and they, they're, they're just good kids top to bottom. So I really enjoy playing against Chaminade. Me, personally, I circle those because I enjoy it so much.
0: Nice. Um, and uh, actually, last year, one of the best games that I went to uh, was right before Christmas at the Ice Hutch. Ed Witts had asked me to uh, play some music and do uh, the, the calls, you know, public address for Suffren Pelham. But after that game... Yeah. Fordham Prep and Iona Prep mixed it up at the Hutch, and there was a lot of yep. jam, not only on yeah, the yeah. ice, but just in the stands. I don't have to tell you when those two teams get together. So um, I'm definitely yeah, looking forward to checking right. out some of those games uh, as we move and forward.
1: Actually if, you're, if, actually, if you're looking for great games, we're also we're very honored to have been asked by Rye High School to play them on December 14th at Playland in their big game. Okay, uh, So we're we're going to be there that Friday night. That's a game where Wright High School—they have great fans. They come out and support, and they're rockers in
0: a good way. So we're expecting a really good high-energy battle there too. I'm going to have Peter Thomas on my show later on this uh, season too. So I know he does an excellent job with the with the Garnets over there at Playland. So, uh, Coach, in your opinion, outside of the ice hutch, uh, toughest rink to play in, if you have one?
1: Yeah, so I really don't. I really don't have one. I'm not a big believer in you know home ice uh or or away ice advantage based on the rinks i certainly there's i think there's a big home ice advantage if you do it properly and take advantage of your of your last change uh you know we don't play for example in the palisades mall i think their bench setup is very very difficult right for both teams with those pillars in the middle but yeah you know generally we'll play anyone anywhere i know we'll bring our best effort and the result
0: will be what it is. Yeah, not to bash that that rink because it's one of only two rinks, three if you count Bear Mountain because that's technically in Rockland, but you can only use it during certain months. I dislike, I strongly dislike that Palisades rink. It's very difficult yeah. to watch a game, like you said, the setup, yeah. the ice surface is terrible. But enough about <laughs> that. Enough about that. Um, what's what's? I was, just, I was just talking about the
1: bench. The bench is tough.
0: Right. What's one thing you need to bring with you? on a team road trip, like if you're heading out to Chaminade or heading down to Xavier or, you know, anywhere else within the CHSHL, you know, what, what, do, you, you know, what do you need to bring with you on a roadie?
1: So we don't have any superstitions like that. We don't have any uh, stuffed animals or tape balls or special <laughs> music or right. bus movies or any of that. Um, I would say one of the things that that I really look forward to um, at Fordham Prep, we know we're, we're blessed to take buses, team buses, to some of our away games. And once in a while, uh, Father Sullivan, who's been at Fordham Prep for a real long time, uh, he, he jumps in the bus with us and comes along. Nice. So it's really it's really special to spend some time with him in sure. that time on the bus. But from a team standpoint, a game standpoint. We just want to get from point A to point B and get ready to
0: play the game. Right, get down to business. I got you. You know, it's funny because some players, oh, I got to bring my pillow. I got to bring my, you know, this, my that. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of refreshing to hear that actually you like bringing somebody from your school, somebody that has a connection to the team and the players. I think that's excellent. Uh, Coach, you've been at this for a long time. What do you look for in a hockey player?
1: Uh, You you, you look for... You look for the type of person the player is so for me personally I'll look, I'll see are they coachable, do they listen when you speak, do they look you in the eye, do they pay you the respect that you deserve and that they deserve when they're speaking. Um, I look to see their work ethic, in particular at times where they don't think anyone's watching, right just to see how they work.
0: Sure.
1: And then and then it's tough to create this dynamic, but you really want to see how kids respond in times of adversity. Mm-hmm. Some kids shrug their shoulders. And their attitude goes the wrong direction, and that can be infectious, right? Right. Other kids, other kids pick the team up. They pick everyone up around them. There's 10 minutes left in the game. You're down by two goals. You're not done. You can come back. So I, I look for I look for I look for those personal things. Are you coachable? Do you have good work ethic? Do you have a good attitude? If you have those three things, you can check those boxes. I think that you can get the best out of that player, whatever his or her best is.
0: I love, I love that answer, and those qualities make up not just great hockey players, but certainly great human beings in general. Um, in, in your opinion, uh, Coach, what makes a successful hockey coach?
1: My, my opinion is if you don't have the respect of the players, mm-hmm. you, you, you cannot be successful as a coach. Um, I think when you carry a big bench, it's difficult to get everyone to, to love you, um but how you counter that by at least being honest with with them when you're speaking with them you're honest in your one-on-one conversations and then to me the biggest thing that differentiates great coaches from other are coaches who appreciate the psychology of the game mm-hmm. right every single person you me anyone who's listening to this we're all wired differently right and what's good for one isn't good for another. So you really got to figure out figure out what motivates each kid. What's the right way to speak with them to to have them hear what you're saying and try and implement it and and want to work for you and for themselves. So it's 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 understanding the psychology psychological side of the game. Being honest, doing your best, being accountable for your actions. Um, if you have the respect to your team, you can do great things.
0: Uh, I love that answer too. Um, and you, you've you been coaching for a long time, and you could give me more than one, but uh, a favorite moment or memory as a coach so far?
1: Um, so I'll give, I'll give you two. I'll give you two. One is okay. Fordham Prep-related and one is not, and both of them have nothing to do with uh, in-game situations. The first one uh, was my first year coaching at, at Fordham Prep, and we had one goalie who was the starter over the other goalie. And at Fordham, we play every game, you know, to win, which means, unfortunately, it's not balanced ice time for everyone, including the goalies. And we had a home game later in the year, and and I think it was a pivotal game because we were trying to make the playoffs, which we did that year. And I announced in the locker room before the game that our backup goalie was starting. And the the, the cheering and the clapping and the ovation that came from every single player, including the starting goaltender, right. in support of the backup goalie, was unexpected. Then it was moving. It was it was very memorable to me.
0: I mean, that sounds like a tremendous moment. Again, it sounds like you really have cultivated the right type of culture, attitude, atmosphere there at Fordham Prep. I love that. What's the second uh, memory for you, Coach?
1: So the, the second one is also off the ice. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of a, a group called the Westchester Warriors.
0: Yes, I have. I have.
1: Uh, okay, so the Westchester Warriors uh, was founded by myself, uh, Louis Banchamé, Rob Valley Dave Rosenberg, Vince Capello, and a few other people. And we started it initially because uh, Lou Pancheme's mother was diagnosed with cancer and she was fighting it so hard And we we wanted to try and do something spurred on by by Lou, honestly, um, in support of his mother. And what that kind of morphed into was trying to use hockey as an avenue to teach young kids that the gift of their ability to play hockey is so much bigger than just playing the game. So we put together the Westchester Warriors program as a way to raise awareness for pediatric cancer and to raise money for the pediatric oncology group at Maria Ferrari Children's Hospital. Um, that has grown over four years to the point where we, we've raised almost a quarter of a million dollars for that program. And the memory, which I'm getting to, is the first time that we went to Maria Ferrari Children's Hospital to present the check. Hmm. We had, we had, it was actually the second time, it was the second year. We had probably 40 to 50 of our Warriors players there. Hmm. And there were and there were a couple of patients who were able to come down and be part of that.
0: Oh, amazing. And,
1: and, their, and their parents. And to just be part of something that special where our kids, and it's really on the back of the kids, right? Not the parents, are doing something to help all these kids with cancer. Wow. And seeing how much they appreciated it. It's I mean, that is that's it's it's pretty amazing and we're so focused on growing it because of what we we kinda of describe as the ripple effect. Sure. Some of the some of these young kids will grow up and be adults and maybe they'll do the same thing. And and I would be remiss if I didn't say that and and this is the teachings of Fordham prep about men for others and service for others have been integrated from day one into the Westchester Warriors program. We speak about it with the families and with the players, and it's all about trying to make all of us, you know, relatively healthy people. Right. Realize that there's great things that we can do for others. And, by the way, we are. This year they're opening a, an expanded, and I think they're going to do it, uh, open it next month, an expanded um, hematology unit at Maria Ferry Children's Hospital with the money that, that was raised by the Westchester Warriors. And they're going to call it the Westchester Warriors Way. I mean so that's Pretty amazing. It's pretty
0: amazing. There, there are no, there are no words, Coach. And actually, there's a portion of my show where it's called Stick Taps, and I have yeah. given Stick Taps to the Westchester Warriors before. I am familiar with that organization because uh, you said Vin Capello. He, I follow him on Twitter, yep. and um, yep. I've seen his kid play a couple of times too. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, yep. you know, when when you talk about the impact that this game has had you know, on, 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 on the community, you know, I'm big with hashtags on social media and the power of hockey, hashtag the power of hockey, hashtag hockey family, hashtag no one fights alone. I mean, those are things that I constantly put out there because some of the things that you guys are accomplishing in the community is absolutely amazing. Um, I I love both those stories. Um, Coach, what are your thoughts on travel versus high school hockey and, and kind of balancing those and navigating, you know, that pathway.
1: Uh, so I'm I'm fully supportive of, of travel hockey. I think I think it's incredibly important to support travel hockey players, not at all costs. I think it needs to. It's a dynamic that needs to work. I, um, if you have a travel player that shows up for two or three games out of a season, I think that's probably more disruptive than helpful. Right. But if you can have a travel player that's going to show up for you know a good number of your practices and most of your right. games, I think it's important to support them. Um, if hockey is their thing and the travel season is seven and a half months out of the year ish, you gotta support it and what I don't want to do is is remove from any kid where hockey is so important to them, the ability to play for their school to play with their classmates to play in front of their classmates, in front of their administrators, their teachers it's really really important so we try hard to make it work it doesn't always work, there are kids that we've I had to say no to just because their, their commitment to travel, which we support fully, was just too involved that it would have been disruptive if they were involved at, at the level they could
0: have been. Yeah, I love that answer because I've done a couple of shows on travel versus high school. And again, no matter who I talk to, even kids that have graduated and they're playing club or they're playing juniors or you know they're just playing pickup hockey, they always talk about how you cannot replicate the feeling of playing in front of friends, family, and community and there, there are those conflicts sometimes when it's a Friday night, it's a Saturday, and your travel team needs you and you've paid big bucks, you've paid for the exposure, you've paid for the competition, but then your high school team also needs you. So it's, it's refreshing to hear your, your outlook on, uh, on that situation. Uh, we've got a couple more questions here because I know we're up against it. Um, what's some of the best advice you've received as a coach throughout the years?
1: I would say the best advice that I received came at a uh, came at a class I took at a USA Hockey coaching event. It was I, I forget if it was actually called this, but the class was basically the psychology of hockey okay. or psychology of sports, which I think applies in, to life generally. But sure. when, as I sat there, the advice that they were giving was so simple on its face, but you know, for me, sometimes maybe you had to hear it from someone else and then it clicked. I think of the psychology of the game and just communicating in general whenever I speak to to my kids. And I'm not perfect. Uh, uh, nobody is. But I try to do my best and realize that every kid is different. Mm-hmm. So I try and treat them within what works for them. Okay, so that's the, be- the best advice came uh, for me in a USA Hockey uh, coaching event.
0: Nice. Um, you know, looking at the Catholic High School Hockey League, looking at Section 1, you know, looking at some of the players that have come out of this area, you know Trevor Zegers with the national development team, Santini, uh, Shattenkirk, Brett Pesci, You know, again, they didn't play, you know, for high schools here, but they grew up in this area. You know, how would you describe the overall state of hockey in the Hudson Valley?
1: I feel like it is in a very good place. This again, this is only my, my going into my fourth year uh, coaching, so I haven't had as in-depth experience, but, but I feel like it's healthy and competitive. Sure. Um, I, agree. I agree. I also, I also, I also understand that, you know, this doesn't happen overnight and it requires work from a lot of people. So when I, when I think about what makes something successful, I think about who's behind it. Um, and a few, a few names, if you don't mind pop to mind for me, of course, um, of course. you know, if you, if you look at, if you look at our current high school teams, all these kids came through local youth hockey organization. Yep. and you could you could name the the presidents of every youth hockey organization, and their and 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 the other executive officers, and they all did great things. To me, a name like Dave Menci, um at Westchester Skating Academy stands out. He's been doing it for a very long time, both for youth hockey at the organizational level and at the state level. He puts a lot of himself into it, and helps families and kids in ways that, that they don't even appreciate. Uh, now, appreciate's the wrong word, That they don't even understand, Right. because it's all the right. of scenes. Uh, so he does a lot of great work. If I look at the, the high school hockey landscape, I think there's a couple names that jump out to me as 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 real important people who have been around for a while. Mike Schiaparelli
0: mm-hmm.
1: is one sure. of them. I mean, he's at Mamaronek, and for, you know, every year, year after year, no matter who's on his team, he puts out a a product that's, that that just supports Mamaronek is a great program that helps and Valley Hockey year after year. So it, you know, hats off to him and everything he does. And most importantly to me, I'm not sure anyone does more than Ed Witz yep. for for high school hockey not only in the area but but what he does from an outreach standpoint sure. around around near state his Fab 15 tournament, which, which this year is not going to be Fab. 21 or 23, I'm not even sure the number, Yep, pulls together preseason teams from all over the state, which is amazing.
0: I know. I'm I'm actually, Um, that's a perfect segue because I was going to mention that I will be in the house both weekends. I'm actually working the first weekend, again, playing music, doing the public address piece Uh, for the first weekend of Fabulous 21. uh, And then the following weekend, I don't know if you're familiar with her or not, but she's from Western New York. Her, Her given name is Melissa Brody, but she goes by icing the Fed on, uh, on Twitter, she's actually coming down with some of those Western New York teams. Uh, she's going to play music. She's going to work the public address. So it'll be great to have her there, too. So, And it's interesting, Dennis, great. timing is everything. I actually was down yeah. at Homics today with Schiaparelli and his leadership core. And then I shot up to the Ice Hutch and spoke with Ed Witts and, and his seniors, his captains. And uh, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said as far as what they've Brought to the community, what they still continue to do with their programs—perfect uh, yeah. ambassadors for our great game. Um, I agree. Three more questions for you, and I, I'd be interested to hear this coming from the you know the Canadian angle. Favorite professional player, past or present? Uh,
1: so I get I get uh, I get ridden quite a bit for for my team
0: and my player, but my favorite player ever is Bobby Clark. Okay, sure. Number sixteen from the Philadelphia Flyers. Yep. uh like a lot of people of his era, but he brought it every day. Sure, he was gritty. He was gritty. Hence the new, the new, yeah, hence the new mat, the new mascot, sport. which is like a coup as far as all sports go. I mean, he looks yeah. horrendous, but whoever came yeah. up with that idea, I mean, it's just gold. I mean, the, the, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Gold.
1: So it, it, it's uh, it's unbelievable. We love him. Uh, so a big, big, Bobby, Bobby Clark fan. Probably, uh, you know, as we get into the next generation, I was always a big fan of Rod Brindamore. Sure. No matter where, no matter where he played, his, his his focus and work ethic, and you watch the way he played through adversity when things weren't going well. He just went out, and worked hard, and did his best. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and his clean cool player, sure, dirty and great. Yep. Um, <laughs> but when I, but when I go current, mm-hmm. when I go current, I don't really, you know, at this at this point, I have a favorite player, field, but there's certain certain players that I really appreciate so. Two that come to mind for me are Chris Kreider from the New York Rangers. Okay, his his off ice work ethic is legendary. Yep, uh, and I and I can tell you firsthand that every every ounce of it is true. He's a workaholic. Okay, in the off season, and another kid is uh, is Ty Ronnie, who's down and with the Hartford Wolfpack. Sure, that kid's work that kid's work ethic is second to none, and his his personality is uh, is phenomenal. Whenever whenever that day comes that he's done playing hockey, he'll be on air. he's he's amazing
0: I love it and you know as a Ranger fan I agree with you about Chris Kreider Um, it's interesting to see I know they're kind of in a rebuild he's also in contract wise the same situation as McDonough I love Chris Kreider I'm kind of getting tired of him trying to figure it out and coming to his own Um, he's playing well this year so it'll be interesting to see if they decide to keep him and maybe possibly make him the next captain or if they look to try to package him and move him at or before the trade deadline for some younger assets. Um, I,
1: think, I think you see where the team is in February.
0: Yep, yep. You don't make that decision now. Unless you're the GM of the Penguins, because uh, Ray Shiro is always known for making a big splash before the uh, trade deadline. But that's a story for another day, and I'm not going to talk about the Penguins because I'm not a fan. Um, <laughs> okay. okay, so if Dennis Dufrain wasn't a hockey coach... And you and I talked about this a little bit before we started recording. So, if Dennis Dufrane yeah. wasn't a hockey coach, he'd be a fill in the blank. Uh, so I am a uh,
1: an attorney. Right. I've been a practicing attorney for 25 years with Meister, Seelig, and Fine, a medium-sized law firm in Manhattan. I specialize in mergers and acquisitions and securities laws I represent everything from startups to uh, you know billion dollar public companies. Um, been doing it for a long time. Hockey is my passion. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to do what I do in hockey and it causes me to spend many late nights uh, working, which is fine because uh, I love what I do. but if I wasn't if I wasn't practicing law and I wasn't uh, coaching, I would be involved in something like the Westchester Warriors.
0: Okay. Trying yep. to help help others yep. uh,
1: make a difference. And I've seen firsthand exactly how how that works. Uh, and it's been amazing through,
0: through that program. I love that answer too, Dennis. I've been chatting with Dennis Dufresne. Dennis is the head coach for the Fordham Prep Rams. Uh, he's taken time out of his busy day just prior to practice tonight to chat with me. Uh, coach, I really do appreciate you taking the time out. I look forward to seeing your club in action um, at the uh, Fabulous 21 tournament uh, this season. And uh, best of luck to your squad. Uh, It was a real pleasure having you on. I I enjoyed listening to your perspective on the game, your outlook, your philosophy. I mean, I could talk to you for hours about this. So, and um, again, like I said, I look forward to meeting you in person. So enjoy the rest of your evening and best of luck to the Rams.
1: Yeah, Travis, thank you very much. I really appreciate you having me on. Let's go Catholic High School. Let's go High School Hockey. And, and we appreciate everything that you do and, and others like you do to provide objective uh, reporting on, on high school hockey in general. Wow, thank you. It's my
0: pleasure. It's an absolute labor of love. This is your boy, Trav, and you're listening to HV Pucks Overtime. Uh hello there. Uh, this is uh, Happy Gilmore and uh, you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher. Now back to the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode of HV Pucks overtime. And if there are any topics you'd like me to address or guests you'd like to hear from, please tweet me at TravJack71 as I do this podcast for you. You can also find me on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink.